Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, my assignment uh, this morning is a difficult one. It's just to come here and uh, preach the word of God. And uh, I hope that uh, you are going to be blessed and your lives are going to be changed. And while my assignment is difficult, the subject that I have to preach is a difficult one. As you know that we are on a new month and we start, every month we start a new series and we will be talking about living wisely. Look at your neighbor and say, living wisely. Living wisely. And my scripture, I'm going to take it from the book of Ephesians 5, and it reads as follows. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the times because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And let's take verse 18. It reads as follows. And do not be drunk with wine in which there's dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Lord Jesus Christ, bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so touched by the scripture that Apostle Paul lays to us. He says, we must live as the ones that are wise. He says, we must redeem the times. In other words, he tells us that if we are not redeeming time, we are not living a wise life. And he says, the days are evil. I don't know why he has to use time and also use the word that the days are evil. As we know that we are living in very difficult times. Many of us can attest to this, that we are living in evil days. And he says we must redeem time. So in other words, if we are not redeeming time, we are wasting time. And if we are living unwise, we are wasting time. We are wasting our time if we are living unwise. And he says in verse 18, do not be drunk with wine in which there is dissipation but be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. He says our days, the days that we are living in are evil. And then in verse 18, he says we must not be drunk. In other words, these days, they require us to become sober. We are living in tough times. In order for us to live a life that will count, we have to live it sober. We cannot live our lives as, no, as like drunk people these days that we are living in. While as we hear that somebody kills someone, someone there, there's a disaster there. Just like now in Florida, there was a hurricane. Uh, there's just, just a lot that's happening in the world today. So it's very important that we live our lives sober. Because the Bible says, be sober. Because the devil is roaming around. Seeking those that he wants to devour. But uh, I'm not just there uh, 
So as, 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 as we are living here, we've got gifts that God has given us. There are so many gifts that God has given us, gifts such as time, as I was even talking about that we, we should redeem time. God has given us time, and he's, it's, it's only God who can give us time. There's nobody who can manufacture time. It's only God himself. And there are, there are gifts like talents. Uh, there are talents, uh, talents, they only come from God. Nobody can give you a talent. You cannot work yourself to have a talent. You see, because these gifts, they come from God. The talents, they come from God. Nobody can give us uh, talents. And there are resources. Also, the gifts that God has given us are resources. God has given us resources. And like, there are so many people who are living in this life, some have it easy. You see, it's easy for them just to have resources, just to have cars. I, I so wish like there, there are people who are just flowing in the grace. They don't have to work for it. They will have cars there. They have a car there. Hey, anye I This is a gift also. It's a resource that God has given them. But there's this one special gift that God has given us, which is the gift of life. The gift of life. The Bible says in the book of Job 33 verse 4, it says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. God is the one who has given us life. Nobody can manufacture life. Nobody, there's no laboratory for life. You can only receive life from God. That's why the Bible says God formed man from the dust. And when he formed man from the dust, the Bible says man was just existing there until God breathed to him the bread of life. And then man became a living being. Before that, man was just there existing. But before, then God breathed and man became a living soul. That's why they can try all the things. They can try all the things to manufacture life. They can't because it comes from God. Not even but it didn't take it anyway. He took it from himself. That's why you cannot manufacture life because it comes from God. Life flows from God. Life comes from God. You cannot. So it's very, very, very important that we we, 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 we take care of this life that God has given us because it's not our own. This life is not our own. It comes from God. God is the only giver of life. Only he can take it and he's expecting us to honor this precious gift of life. God is expecting us to honor this gift of life that he has given us. And many of us, we think, but you live once. Uh, this is your life. This is not your life. Let me tell you, let me break it down. This is not your life. This life belongs to God. He is the one who has given us this life. Only he can give it. Only he can take it. That's why we have not only done a charge against the government, but even against him, God himself. Because he is the giver of life. He is the one who gives us life. 
So we cannot do as we please with our lives. There are specific ways that God wants us to live our lives. There are specific ways that God wants to live us to live our lives since he is the one who has given us this life. And there's a specific way that God prescribes that you need to live this way because I am the one who has given you this life. There, there are two ways you can live your life. You can live your life fully, foolishly and, can you, and you can live your life wise. I don't know why does the Bible have to use a harsh word like foolish. Many of us were even afraid to use this word in church, foolish, but the Bible uses it because sometimes we can live our lives as amapari, as abulatalat, as people who don't understand. You can live your life as wise person or as a foolish person, but God commands us to live us. God commands us to live our life wisely. God wants us to live this life wisely, especially as Christians. That's what God requires for us, is so that we can live our lives wisely. To live here is not limited to breeding or existing here, but it also means to direct or regulate your life. But it is referring to our conduct, behavior, how we carry ourselves. So here, when we talk about live, it's not only a confounded by the fact that you, you're just alive, but it even talks about the way you conduct your life. If you can have a question this afternoon, ask yourself this question. Are you living your life wise? When you are evaluating your life, when you are evaluating the decisions that you are taking each and every day, is your conduct wise? And that's what I just need you to ponder on, just to think this scripture that we read when we opened in the NLT, it says, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. It's very important that we live as wise people because that's what God wants us to live. He wants us to live like that. Let's talk about displaying the wisdom of God in the world. Why as Christians do we have to display the wisdom of God in this world, it's because we serve the only wise God. That's what the Bible says. The only wise God. And many people like to confuse wisdom with intelligence. Intelligence, you can be intelligent. I know there are people who are intelligent but who are foolish. There are people who are intelligent but who are foolish. You see by the way they make decisions. Somebody is a professor. Mara in life is blundering. So it tells us that then, therefore, everyone can access this wisdom because it's not by, by a, a talent. A talent, I was talking about talents, but here wisdom comes from God and He gives it to everyone who asks. Wisdom. We therefore must display the wisdom of God in the way we live our lives, especially because God gives it to those who ask. Because wisdom is only a question away. Sometimes for intelligence, you have to struggle. Like some of us, the people in school, they used to excel. Like, Lo muntu lo test yo pasa easy. 
because of why they are intelligent. It means they can be able to process it easy than most of us. But with wisdom, you can only ask wisdom from God and he will freely give you. Because the Bible says in the book of, in the book of James, in the book of James 1 verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach. So God gives wisdom liberally. You can ask yourself that, am I lacking wisdom? And therefore, if you realize that you are lacking wisdom in your life, what you have to do is that you have to ask wisdom. And Vulis once said that wisdom is the right application of knowledge. Because wisdom can only come from God. Because you can collect all the knowledge. There are some people who are reading books every day. Who are reading that book, doing that, but they cannot apply the wisdom that they've read. Because there's a difference between uh, wisdom and intelligence. You can know all the things, but don't know how to apply it. There are, there, there are people that you ask yourself, establish a, a huge business, a powerful business. And when they ask them, they say, Why? That person does not have intelligence, but that person has wisdom because he can be able to apply the wisdom. So it's very important that we ask for, for this wisdom that comes from God. The wisdom that God can only give. We can only receive this wisdom from God himself. So our lives as Christians must be different because of the wisdom of God. You see, the Bible says, people, the queen of Sheba came from the west seeking wisdom. And he came seeking Saul. I mean, so Solomon. He came from afar. But then Jesus says the greater than wisdom is, the, the greater than Solomon is here. And I want to tell you this afternoon that the greater than Solomon is here, not only here, but living on the inside of us. And therefore, we have to live our lives as wise people, especially as believers. If you are a Christian, becoming a fool is not an option. If you are a Christian, Becoming a fool is not, a, is not an option. You have to live your life as a wise person. The Bible says in the book of Colossians 4 verse 5, it says, Like wisely among those who are not believers, make the most of every opportunity. Sorry. Live wisely among those who are not believers. Make the most of every opportunity. So here the scripture says, as Christians, we are not supposed to live a life not believers. God does not want us to live life colleagues way to at work who are not Christians. Because this is an opportunity. He says, make use of every moment. Because when you live wisely among your, your, your colleagues, among your 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 your, your, your classmates, they can see something different about you. And when they see something different about you, it becomes easy for them to come seek counsel from you. But if Upaizanabo, if Maba Kawatega, now we are Kawatega. If Maba decisions are wrong, now when Zama decisions are wrong, it doesn't give you an opportunity. And that's why some of us, even our family members, 
are not getting saved, are not getting born again, simply because they see us, how we live our lives, they say, I don't want to be like that guy. I understand sometimes the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of God are not the same. But there are certain things that you are not supposed to do as a Christian, as a believer. You have to live your life as a wise person. Hallelujah. It's very important that as Christians we display the wisdom of God in each and every place where we go. So that people, they will know if they want to talk about something serious, they will come to you. Then they can come to you and speak about is it just serious? But if we live our lives as normal, if we live our lives unwisely, even the unbelievers they are like, ah, see a fan. We must not downplay the wisdom of God. Because the wisdom of God is so huge. The wisdom of God is so powerful. It can alter our lives. It can change our lives. It can take us to levels that we've never seen in our lives. The wisdom of God must set us apart in the world because we have the different source of wisdom. Sometimes it looks like the world is wiser than us because we don't engage the wisdom of God in our affairs. The Bible says in Luke 16 verse 8, it says, The Lord commanded the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of the light. You see, people that are not born again, people that are not believers, they work their system. The reason sometimes they get results because they know how to work their system. They know how to do what they are supposed to do in order for them to get the things that they get. But as Christians, we don't work our system. We don't work our system. That's why sometimes it seems like we are defeated. Because we don't work our system. You are a Christian, you are not praying. That's our system. You are a Christian, you are not fasting. You are a Christian, you are not living a life that God wants you to live. You are downplaying the wisdom of God. And that's why the world will excel and will feel like, I no, it's because you don't work your system. Like when people are bribing to get jobs, when you don't do your part, which is prayer, you don't do your part, which is giving, you are going to be defeated. Because born, they are using their system, they are bribing and they are getting results. But as Christians, we have to use our system. What is our system? Prayer. Engage it. But if you are going to become a Christian, who's not engaging the system of, of righteousness, the system of God, you are going to fail. And you are going to fail this man. Because you are going... Because... 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 That's why you'll become defeated. That's why the other people will seem like they are making it and you are not. So it's very important that we engage our system. We engage our system. We do what we're supposed to do. It's very important. And then the Bible in the scripture that we read advises that we must walk it says we must walk circumspectly 
And to walk circumspectly means to walk in a prudent way. To walk in a careful way. God wants us to walk in a careful way. He wants us to, to be careful in our affairs. How you live your life. Be careful in what you do each and every day. The Bible says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fool, but as wise. Don't just live life, but live as a wise person because there's wisdom that is available from the kingdom of God. And God gives it freely. God wants us to have this wisdom and he wants us to have it freely. All believers should know that there are set boundaries and we are not supposed to go beyond them. There are set boundaries and we are not supposed to go beyond them. When the Bible says, Paul is speaking, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There are all things. That scripture says all things, not everything. Because all things are that which is allocated for you. It's what God has called you to do. Not everything. This week, you don't understand what are the boundaries. Sunday market. Ah, We are there. You don't have boundaries. It's very important. There are all things that God has. So walking in the Bible speaks about a conduct. Our conduct must not go beyond the boundaries that are set by the Spirit of God. The Bible says in the good news in 1 Peter 2 verse 15 it says for God wants you to silence the ignorant talk of foolish people by the good things you are doing. Live as free people. Do not however use your freedom to cover up any evil but live as God's slave. We've got the freedom but we are also bound. We are also slaves of God. We have to understand that we've got freedom. We are called to live free, but also we must understand that we are free from something, but we are bound by something. We are bound by God himself. So we need to live our lives very careful. We need to live our lives as wise people. And we must be bounded by scripture. I normally tell people that Christians sometimes they they cry and say, while they are doing things that are outside God's scripture. Once you find yourself in a place where you before, the protection of God is no more. The protection of God is no more. Satan will deal with you harshly because you are violating the boundaries of scripture. If we go beyond God's set boundaries, we will face unfavorable circumstances. 
Ecclesiastes 10 verse 8 says, whoever breaks through a wall will be beaten by a serpent. So maybe we are because you are violating scripture. You are violating, you are violating scripture. The reason you are experiencing the turmoil that you are experiencing in your life because you have broken the hedge. The Bible says the one who has broken the hedge will be beaten by a snake. In yoga, Satan and issue. So in the Bible, we are advised that we must behave wisely. And one of the one of the people who behaved wisely was David. And I'm going to close with this following words. David behaved wisely. He walked circumspectly. He experienced the following results. So these are the benefits of behaving wisely. Number one, divine appointment. According to first Samuel 18 verse 5 it says first it says David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely and Saul set him over the, the man of war. There are certain appointments that come in your life because you are behaving wisely. Maybe the reason you are not being promoted is not because of your competence but it's because you've got the qualification but you are not behaving wise. You are not behaving wise in your workspace. That's why you're not getting the appointment. So one of the benefits of behaving wisely is that you will be appointed. You will get promotions that other people are not getting. People will be asking, why is this one being promoted? Why is this one getting this? It's because you are behaving wisely. Number two, you are going to get divine presence. According to 1 Samuel 18 verse 14, it says, and David behaved wisely in all his ways and the Lord was with him. There's a special presence that comes upon people. Not who are fasting the whole night. Not who are praying all night. You can pray all night but not behave wise. You are not going to get this presence. This presence comes upon those who are behaving wise. You must behave wise. And there's a special presence that's going to come upon your life. Each and everything that you do is going to be blessed. Why? Because you've got this presence. When God is with you, it means that he will assist you in whatever that you are doing. It's going to aid you. It's going to support you. You are going to get heavenly support. You are going to be able to do things that other people can't do. Why? Because God is with you. And then you, you get heavenly aid. Heavenly support. Many people want to be supported by powerful people out there. But I want to be supported by God. I want to be aided by God. The presence of God comes upon my life and I know that I'm going to be sorted. My life is going to be a powerful life. And number three, divine success and prosperity. You are going to get divine success and prosperity. When you read uh, the same scripture that we read in the Amplified, it talks about the fact that when you are behaving wisely, you are going to experience you are going to experience prosperity there's a certain success that is going to come upon your life 
Be, not because not because you have, you have suffered, not because you have worked hard, but because you are behaving wisely. People will come. Just like, just like the queen of Sheba came to Solomon and gave him gifts. Why? Because he was interested in the wisdom. He was like, wow, I like how you do things here. I like how your servants are doing things. Because Solomon was behaving wisely. And then the queen of Sheba gave him gifts. There are certain promotions that you are going to get in your life simply because you are just living wisely. You are living wisely. Divine fear and honor. According to 1 Samuel 18 verse 15. It says, in 1 Samuel 18 verse 15, it says, Therefore when Saul saw that he behaved wisely, he was afraid of him. People will be afraid of you. You will have dignity because of how you conduct yourself. Have you seen that there are certain people when they enter the room because the way they behave, you are like, hey, this, this is a special person. This is somebody that I don't just approach. That's why you find that oh, in England, uh, the queen and all that, there's a way they teach them. This is how you walk. This is how you do things. This is how you, you enter a room. And then that brings honor. That brings dignity. The way you do things. The way you are. A dignified person. People are afraid of you. People honor you. Leah Bantabai Kesilai when you told Amahad. You have this dignity. This dignity that when you enter a room, like they say, who's this? Why? Because you are behaving wisely. You are behaving wisely. And lastly, it's divine favor. 1 Samuel 18 verse 30 says, Then the prince, the princes of the Philistine went out to war. So it was when they went out that David behaved more wisely than all the servants of Saul so that his name became highly esteemed. Saul, I mean, David became highly esteemed because of how he behaved. People will esteem you. Not because you give them money, not because you bribe them, but because of how you live your life. They were like, I honor this person. I respect this person. I respect this person. I honor this person. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.